What's up, guys? None of this really matters. Episode 38. I'm Nathan McGeorge, and today we're switching back to Amanda. She's back after like two weeks, right? I think it's been like two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we just went to go see Red Rocket. We'd like just got back from seeing Red Rocket. And um, Amanda actually just watched all of Sean Baker's movies, who is the director of Red Rocket, and mm-hmm. uh, watched... Tangerine for the first time and rewatched the Florida Project. I didn't rewatch the Florida Project, but I did rewatch Tangerine. And uh, let's just start with Tangerine first because there's a lot to unpack with Red Rocket <laughs> and everything else. But Tangerine, watching it for the first time, what did you um, know of it before? First time watching it, and what do you think now as far as Sean Baker's filmography? What I knew of it before was just like mostly just like hype. Of like it being shot on the iPhone, iPhone and everything. Um, other than that, nothing really. I think that's what kind of put me off to watching the movie and oh, just in general. Yeah, because I they, was like, ah, yeah, because it came out shit. in like 2015, I think, yeah. or 2016, and um, that's all I heard for a long time. Because the first time I watched it was like a year ago mm-hmm. or two years ago, maybe not that yeah. long ago. I think that just kind of put me off completely too. Mm-hmm. That's all I heard about, it. like. Yeah. Like people were like, oh, you can make a movie on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Tangerine? But it was always that, and so. But Tangerine, I did watch it a year ago, but mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really good. What did you think? Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it initially when I first started watching it. Because mm-hmm. you didn't know what it was about. I didn't have going any, in. I had no idea what it was about because I'm like I mm-hmm. wasn't thinking about it. Just started watching it, and. It took a minute to get into because of how it was filmed. Yeah. Like, it was just so, like, raw, you know? Yeah, I yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, you're like, is this, like, a, uh, I don't know, like, an amateur film yeah. type of Yeah, it kind of seemed, like, feels like it. Yeah. yeah. Because, but that's, like, what I said earlier was, like, I think that was kind of the point. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing uh, maybe as just as a, a observation, it's like maybe comes off as like you someone's literally just filming like you're mm-hmm. just there like you're right. recording this on your phone right and because it is it all takes place like on the street mm-hmm. like over the course of one day on right. Christmas on Christmas Merry, which is hilarious because one it's Christmas but two I was just thinking that right now like that literally is your type of movie is like over a span of yeah 24 hours like like that yeah one night or one day it's because i don't know it's it's i don't know what it is but it just feels like you're just there Mm -hmm. like you're just following this and it's usually about one person or like this time two people yeah and um i don't know there's just something about it that's like really good and actually i didn't mention it on the podcast last week with josh but uh, I talked to him about the movie Mikey and Nikki that I watched last week. It's mm-hmm. uh, like a 1970s um, like crime. It's a crime movie, but it's more of like a best friend movie. Yeah. And I'm kind of connecting it to Tangerine now. Like I never thought about it before, but it's about these two guys that are best friends 
or like old like childhood friends mm-hmm. but one of the guy uh, who john cassavetes plays is he's kind of like a fuck up like he owes the mafia you know money mm-hmm. and everything but this guy is kind of like a hitter for the mafia so he's basically sent from the mafia to go get uh john cassavetes character nikki and uh or i'm pretty sure he plays nikki or no, Cassavetes, yeah, Cassavetes is Nikki and Peter Falk is Mikey. Okay. And so Mikey is basically sent from the mafia to go get Nikki's money or actually to basically set him up to get killed. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's like his best friend. And so, but he never, uh, Mikey never tells Nikki that he's about like, you know, that he's on their side, that he oh, was sent yeah, from yeah. the mafia. And so... It's just super crazy, and then it's over the course of one night. You know what I mean? And it's just—I think it's a great fucking movie because it's at the same time like a best friend movie, but it's also a gangster movie. Like you, you constantly get reminded, like, oh, they're in some yeah. mafia trouble, yeah. and so it's just super like a touching movie, just like Tangerine. Like you really feel that connection at the very end. You know what I mean? At the very at end. the very end, you're like, okay, this. This makes sense. All of it comes like full circle. It's a different Mikey and Nikki's a different ending, I should say. But Tangerine, um, it's um, I guess feel good. Yeah, and there's like multi. It's it's like a multi-layered story as well. Yeah, like there's multiple different like storylines, but it all kind of comes. It all plays and intertwines. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, like how it's kind of it starts off at the donut shop, yeah, and then they go all around town, and it kind of ends in the donut shop mm-hmm. at the same time. But it, I, yeah, Tangerine's really cool. I've only seen it twice. The first time I saw it mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and then you know prepping for yeah. Red Rocket, and then the Florida Project. You just rewatched it. I wasn't able to, but what did you? Just, just your thoughts on the Florida Project? It's just so. It's just so. It's such a good movie. It's just such a good movie. And literally was like cry, like almost gonna cry again, again. Yeah, because it's, it's just such a like a, such a feel good, pure hearted movie that is just so real. Yeah, you know? and especially you lived in Florida. Yeah, so you kind of get the yeah. atmosphere of for sure of everything and everybody, the mentality mm-hmm. of everybody. And oh yeah, it's definitely like Florida people, Florida projects. That's why it's called the Florida <laughs> yeah. project. It's about the Florida projects, and, like yeah. people living literally next to Disney World. Yeah, and that's what I loved about, like, basically my favorite thing about it is that it's like a juxtaposition, a big juxtaposition mm-hmm. of people living right next to the happiest place on earth while right. they're going through what they're going right. through, and just the ending of that gets me, like, just thinking about it gets me like wanting to mm-hmm. tear up because and that little girl is a fucking she, <laughs> got some she, chops she can act her ass off because that ending when uh if you haven't seen it go see it but i'm just gonna say skip like 15 seconds or 30 seconds but that ending when she goes to her friend and then they run into disney world mm-hmm. just in the cuts like just the end when they're in disney world yeah. it's so just perfect yeah because after all that, it's like you you were talking about it earlier. It's like the child's emo, uh, any child's emotions are so real, and mm-hmm. that's what makes you really. That's honestly what makes you like connect, right? 
and and feel for it right also because it's like a that best friend childhood connection of like i'm never gonna see you again (laughs) yeah and you i I literally was like my heart was breaking Because I'm like, I can feel that. Yeah, it's so hard. Like That sadness. And she's like, I can't even say it. Like, the little girl, she's like, I can't even say bye. She's, and then she's like bawling, crying. And I think being a mom, too, you're just like. Oh, yeah, I bet. Little kids crying. I bet it hits way different. And it was like a real cry, like a genuine cry. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, fucking cry. Yeah, the first time like I. Like an actor, a child actor crying. Yeah, the first time I ever watched it, I watched it with mom. Because mom used to work for child, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, CP not CPS but you know yeah. adoption agencies mm-hmm. working with foster kids and um that's towards the end of the movie that's what gets involved with mm-hmm. the movie and then uh so we watched it and we both really like got it like fucking just locked in mm-hmm. and then towards the end when the credits started rolling I was just like oh, fuck and I just wiped my eyes and and I was like, God damn, that because yeah, that shit hits so you. heavy. And then, and then my mom, after like a day later, she was like, Oh yeah, that's like regular, like that shit, like mm-hmm. anywhere, you know? And, right. And it the 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 setup is that the little girl doesn't know what's going on. She's just like living her life. Yeah. It's summertime. And then they're just because to live her is life. that her? That's her mom. That's mom. her mom. Yeah. And um. She basically tries to provide, like, spoil her yeah. as much as she can, even though she can't afford to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's just so innocent and real. Yeah. And, and the mom's like, you know, by any means necessary type of shit. And yeah. she ends up losing her kid. And she's just, like, trying to provide for her kid. And she's trying to be a good parent. Yeah, she's trying to be a good mom. As much as she can, yeah. yeah. But... But it's still Florida. It's still the projects, you know. Mm-hmm. It happens. And I guess, I mean, maybe not with Tangerine, but definitely with Red Rocket and the Florida Project, they kind of connect with, like, kind of outside forces uh, impacting. Yeah. Maybe not so much Red Rocket, but definitely the Florida Project, but yeah. outside forces as far as, like, the economy or whatever. Mm-hmm. That and also with with Florida Project, too, when it was like, it'd be your own people, Yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be That's your own true. fucking people. Like, girl, you got your ass whooped. Now you want to call CPS. Yeah. And she's basically butt hurt. Like, yeah, I feel that. Fuck. The, yeah, that movie, the same with Tangerine, is multiple layers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure with Red Rocket, the more you watch it, it'll be like, right. or the more it resonates, you can kind of pull some more stuff. But the Florida Project was my favorite until i just saw the red rocket oh my gosh because from the opening scene we should talk about we should just establish first the opening credits not even the opening scene there's right. the very opening shot and the credits start rolling they play the iconic in sync song bye 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 and automatically we both knew Mm -hmm. this is it this is gonna be great (laughs) because it was it's like it's supposed to be like a serious like he's on a bus ride yeah you know like melancholy yeah yeah like he's fucking beat up bruises and shit and it's fucking bye 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 in the background you're just like what the and also when you see like we should talk about that first simon rex Mm -hmm. as a person and where he, what people know him from, some people know mm-hmm. him from, from MTV, 
being uh, the VJs. Yeah. And and then being on Wild and Out, being in Scary Movie three, mm-hmm. and just how iconic he is for like, I would guess my like I'm in the blend of both as far as Simon Rex of like that era of MTV and 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 uh, Scary Movie three and all that, yeah. and then Vine came out, and then he was a huge star on Vine, and he was hilarious, and so, and just how. I don't know, like raunchy he is, I guess, or vulgar sometimes. Yeah. He he's just hilarious. I think he's just uh, one of the funniest people to be like on social media, like Vine people, whatever you call them, not Viners. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Yes. Like you know how people say TikTokers yeah. or whatever, like a Vine per- personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was like one of my favorites because you know when Vine came out, I remember when Vine came out and like smart that's like when smartphones really started taking a turn and becoming way better and i remember mom like just got like the galaxy s3 and i downloaded vine on her phone and i was like fuck yeah and then (laughs) and i was like i get to look at like all these because you know titi used to live in tucson right and he had an iphone Mm -hmm. and then he would come over like visit and i would go on his eye just to play around Mm -hmm. like i was i was like 12 you know yeah. what I mean? Like 11. I didn't have any. I was like 11. I didn't have any access to like shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so I would, he had Vine and, and I just went scroll through whatever, whatever. And then mom got a smartphone and then I downloaded Vine on there. And then we got an iPad from like Rena Center, I want to think. <laughs> Worst decision in life, right? Renaissance Center traumatized. I don't even answer the door anymore right? for anybody. I don't Damn. answer the door for anybody. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you texted me like, "Hey, I'm coming over." You knock on the door. Right. No, like, no fucking knock. That's Call why I tell. Me. That's why I tell people just walk in. I'll leave the door unlocked. I know you're coming in like ten minutes. Right. But that's why I tell Josh, "Hey, just walk in, bro," because I'm. If you knock, I'm not answering, bro. <laughs> I'm going to ignore you. I was Talk about childhood fucking trauma. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't answer the phone right. if mm-hmm. I don't know the number. And I don't answer the door. Really? Renna Center called you? Damn. We're fucking Renna Center. But, yeah, we had an iPad. And, uh... I don't think I ever like mentioned this. Like that's how I kind of found out about a lot of shit. Uh, when I was thirteen, like twelve, thirteen years mm-hmm. old, was having an iPad by myself. <laughs> you know, all the last two years of middle school, and then uh, freshman year, sophomore year. I didn't really get a for real phone until like my junior year. Mm-hmm. Like I got it for my first iPhone was my junior year. Yeah, and then I, and then from there I've just had a phone, but. As far as like the later years of middle school and the first couple years of high school, I had just an iPad at home. Mm-hmm. And that was me having Vine, creating an Instagram, being on YouTube all the fucking time. That's how I know so much random shit. Just right. being on Wikipedia, fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, cause we had nothing, like, I don't want to say we had nothing, but you know what I mean? Right. Like, we didn't have like a computer. We don't have the technology we have fucking, you know, seven years later, eight years right. later. Right. So, but my point is, is that. What was I talking about? Is is that? <laughs> Did I say that? Did I yeah. say is is that? 
But um, we were talking about Simon Rex. Simon Rex, Vine, Vine. Oh, Vine. So Simon Rex, really popular Vine star, and I always fucked with him. But and he, I always like how meta and self realized he was, self aware he was, mm-hmm. and just kind of leaning into that because he looks old, but at the same time young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people are like, oh, he's washed, like he's trying to be young or whatever. And he leaned into that. He like he played like a creep or whatever, whatever. And he had like his character like dirt nasty, and that shit was <laughs> fucking funny as fuck. And but anyways. Sean Baker also realized that mm-hmm. and was like, why hasn't anybody put him in a lead role in a movie? Right. And so he wrote Red Rocket for him. And let me tell you, that's genius because this movie and him and that character are perfect. Yeah. I don't think it would have made any sense or could have been any better. Like You can't put Leo. Him. I think he did like Leo couldn't even be better than this. No. Because because it was very the former porn star fits. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Side note, there was a mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention that. Mention that. There was a mom. Okay, so me and Nate are the only ones in the theater other than these this, other two people. This, the, these other two people which were a mom and, a dog. and her like teenage. Does she looked like 15, 16, 17. Yeah, maybe preteen at the youngest. Maybe a little bit younger, yeah. So like 13, 14. At least, the very, very least 13, but I'd say like 15. Yeah. To be safe. And like we said, it was it, it's about him being like a former porn star. And coming back to like uh, Texas City, yeah, right? Yeah, Texas City. And or, the, yeah, the Gulf, Central City. Like Gulf Coast, Texas. And uh, it's very um, rated R. Oh, There's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just sex. There's drugs. People. There's like people doing heroin outside the house. The, the people he's living mm-hmm. with are doing heroin. He's smoking weed. He's uh, he. How old do they? He's like four, almost 40, right? Yeah. Or like 40. He's like 40. Uh, and he's like talking to a 17 year old about to be 18. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to be 18 in three weeks. Right. And he's like, all right, bet. Right. <laughs> but there's a C or you say it, you say it. Which one? Oh, about the people in the theater. Oh, about the people in the theater. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so the the first time the daughter, the mom has the daughter leave to like go get a fucking drink or popcorn or whatever. That's when the the people that he's staying with come to find out is his wife and um, ex. Well, they're technically I, still married, but yeah, his he was like, this reminds me of when we were married, and she's like, we're still married. <laughs> yeah. So his wife and his mother in law. He mm-hmm. goes back to Texas to live with them, coming from California. Yeah, he and was in California for outside, 18 years. like, just with the pookie, you know? Yeah, basin. So she's like, get the fuck out. Like, mm-hmm. go somewhere. Yeah. Comes back, and the girl, the the 17, about to be 18-year-old girl, in the movie, is, like, yeah. touching on him, like, in the donut shop. Yeah, yeah, like, fucking boom. Just fucking grabbing Cops him. Cops the feel. And the, the mom's like... Let's get your shit. Yeah, and they both got up and left Mm -hmm. the theater. And I was like... Mind you, this is like halfway through the fucking movie. If that. So... (laughs) And we... (laughs) We were immediately like, you didn't know what the fuck you were coming into. Yeah, what did you think this was? Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. (laughs) She was like, I want to watch Red Rocket. Let's watch Red Rocket. Right. Oh, you know what? probably was she was like it's a24 let's go watch an a24 movie right or they were like fucking spider-man is sold the fuck out what are we so, gonna see now <laughs> this one's empty 
Yeah. And this and we're here now, so let's go. It's six thirty. Yeah. That's true. And they were like, Oh, it's rated R. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. This is like R R. This is R R. <laughs> <laughs> but the- I mean like as soon as that hit, it was like every sex scene was like ten minute intervals after that. Yeah, so a sex scene for about thirty seconds and then ten minutes pass. Another like sex scene for like ten seconds and ten minutes pass or Which, whatever. I don't know who how many people are gonna watch this movie. But who knows? Yeah. Super spoiler plot twist. Which is not really a plot twist because they don't really they don't say address it, it yeah. or they don't address it. But because or he was a porn star yeah. in LA for like eighteen, almost twenty years. Yeah. And the girl he's talking to is, like, 17, about to be 18. Right. And Sean Baker does, like, these close-up shots with, like, people's faces and, like, their eyes. Amazing. Beautiful shots. Fucking capturing the twinkle in somebody's eye. And Simon Rex has, like, these blue, Beautiful eyes. I don't even know what they are. They're probably, like, green. Some kind of bluish-greenish. The girl, the young girl who's 17, going to be 18... When he first meets her. When he first meets her. Has almost the same exact fucking eyes. Mm-hmm. But she's like ginger, like redhead, freckled. Yeah, her name is Strawberry. In and the her movie. name's Strawberry. That's what she calls herself. She calls herself Strawberry. I forgot her, her real name. But she said, you can call me Strawberry. And as soon as I seen her, I look at Nate and I'm like, that's, yeah, that's his daughter, fucking daughter. Like for sure, this is gonna be this is this is what's gonna turn around. Yeah, this is what the movie's gonna be about. Yeah, like it's, he's it's gonna, gonna find around. out that that's her his daughter. Yeah, but then he keeps going back to the donut shop mm-hmm. back and forth. Keep in mind, he doesn't have a car. Right, he doesn't have a car. He's riding a fucking uh, like a beach cruiser. Yeah, beach bike. cruiser with like flowers on it. And he's just fucking. He's riding through the fucking neighborhood. The whole movie. He doesn't have any clothes because he literally rode on the bus with like jeans and like like a acid wash jeans and a tank top and a tank top. And and he, he arrives. He came with he came with nothing. nothing. Yeah, he uh. He had like quote unquote girls, but then he was talking. He was telling the whole elaborate story to like. The wife and mother-in-law, how mm-hmm. he was like, got Something beat up. Something went wrong with, with the uh, business partner. Yeah, with the business partner, and the Mexican mafia got involved, and some wild his roommate, shit. and he got beat up because he didn't couldn't take it no more. And then he was talking about how his these guys like bottom bitches were like trying to get into like the porn industry, but couldn't, you know. You have a charger for this? Oh, okay, um, but yeah. It was really, uh, it was really good. Like Mendo was talking about those shots of the close. There was a lot of amazing close-ups in this fucking, uh, in this fucking movie, and it, it just really. There was just something about it, and we were talking. What's weird is that we were talking about um, digital picture and and film, mm-hmm. just before the fucking movie, like on our way to the theater. Yeah, and this looked amazing this, this fucking 35 millimeter uh fucking anamorphic there was switch between spherical lenses and anamorphic lenses but it looked just absolutely amazing and just like you were talking the it, it was so like kind of storytelling through those shots 
Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I love my favorite was probably the shot where he just arrived. He took the shower. He took a shower, and then when he was shaving, and it was just zooming in on his face mm-hmm. when he was shaving his face. And that's when the first time you see his the, his eye a close up in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I get like, let me make a note of that because that seems like it should be important. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are you zooming in? Oh, on this his was eye? actually shot on sixteen millimeter. So. That's super cool. When they zoom in on the the girl's face and her eyes, I was like, okay, so there must be like some sort of connection. Yeah. Because he hasn't been to Texas with his wife for like 18 years. Yeah. So for whatever reason, come come to find out in the storyline, you know, they were, they leave Texas to go be like a couple porn. Yeah, they were together. You know, and shooting shots and stuff branched out we're trying to like make money and he's always bragging about like how many awards yeah he's, he's like won. i won a fucking best uh performance in this this year and back-to-back mm-hmm. uh awards with this right and i could have made this person famous and i made this person famous and oh they didn't know nothing till i came and how he just wants to get back into the business yeah the porn industry and like just become this this like god yeah basically. essentially and so he uh, keeps going back to the donut shop, talking with her, gets closer and closer with her, and then they end up just getting like he gives her, he gives him rides home, mm-hmm. but not to his actual home. Yeah, he t- he says, "Oh, I live like right around the corner, right here, right here," and it's like this nice ass house. Mm-hmm. And then she drives away, and then he rides away on his bike, and fucking goes to his actual home, which is like kind of a shithole in the middle of nowhere. Right, but um. Because it's Texas, like everything is like spread out. It's like this oil town. Yeah, you know? it's like literally like Gulf Coast. Like you, mm-hmm. there's a beach. Like they're like super close mm-hmm. to the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, and I don't know. It's just kind of you see the the strawberry and and Simon Rex's character. What's his name? Freaking Mikey Mikey, Mikey Saber. <laughs> That's his porn name. Yeah, and uh, yeah. You see them getting closer and hanging out more and more, and then eventually, the they start like kiss making out in the fucking truck mm-hmm. with the that strawberry drives to drop them off. Yeah, and then they start making out, and then they really just start dating. Like right. they start, they're to like basically together because he sees her with somebody else, and he's like, "Oh fuck no." Yeah, and 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 he tells her he's like. Oh, tell your mans that you used to talk to like that's over. Yeah, basically, and then so it's it, it's a it's a wild story, and I don't know, just the way it looked was super beautiful, and the the song that kept popping up was "Bye Bye Bye," and uh, there's a there's a scene where they after they have sex, yeah. <laughs> Instagram, they listening. R- Rob just pulled up uh, Instagram, and a Red Rocket ad just popped up. That's pretty weird. Yeah. That's because they're fucking listening. But, uh, there, yeah, there's a scene in Red Rocket where they, uh, Strawberry and, and Mikey Saber, uh, have sex and then he's laying down on the bed and he sees a piano across the room. He's like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, you play? And she's like, yeah. And so she gets out of the bed, pulls up the, <laughs> Pulls up the piano and starts playing a piano version of Bye Bye Bye. I don't <laughs> And she's singing and it's like hella good. And like she it's sings so, so good. good. And like her pe- playing the piano. Cause at first you don't know what fucking song she's singing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's fucking Bye Bye Bye. <laughs> like what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, it's super out of And nowhere. he's just like, 
this fucking just, like, like listening to like, it. It's hilarious. And and we're like, what the fuck? How like where did the fuck this come from? You know? Mm-hmm. And and the movie kind of it's not open ended, but it's more of just kind of like it leaves him off into like the rest of his life basically yeah. and because he wants to use her essentially to like as his ticket back in and he's, he's like yeah gr- essentially grooming her mm-hmm. he's like because he has a homie a neighbor when he moves back to texas city in his ex-wife's house or his wife's house technically um the neighbor he's cool with and he's like super excited to see him he's like oh bro you're back in town whatever whatever and so he's basically giving him rides everywhere Mm-hmm. And um, he's he throughout the movie he's telling him like oh dude there's this chick I'm talking to she's young she has no connection to her dad mm-hmm. whatever whatever and uh, she drives and she's hot she knows how to fuck and mm-hmm. and everything like that and he's like I'm gonna get her on top I'm gonna bring her to L A and whatever whatever mm-hmm. he's like grooming her and so he's like oh we're gonna go to and he eventually tells the girl like we're gonna go to L A mm-hmm. and. We're gonna do porn together. We're gonna be right. a couple porn mm-hmm. and just do videos exclusively, exclusively together. And then that ends up getting fucked. The that plan ends up getting fucked up. And uh, at the end of the movie, he goes to Strawberry's house, mm-hmm. saying, "You you think he's gonna say like, hey, we're not gonna go to L.A.' But it ends just before, like, when he gets to the house. Yeah. And that's why I say like it kind of ends right when. Basically after the climax, but like you still have that anxiety of like the, his plan still yeah, is like, it's still fuck fucked up. Go? Yeah. So like, you don't know what he's gonna do, but I think they did a good job of even not even touching on if that's his daughter or not. It's always like which giving, is fucking wild because they have sex like four times. Mm-hmm. And you there's still like a high and it was, chance. It's like yeah, and it's still like kind of cringy because it's like this might. Be his and this daughter. might be his kid. Like they show the wife with the picture of a baby in their room, and it's like, okay, so she had a kid. Okay, so it could have been when she left California, mm-hmm. which was like seventeen years ago. So as a as a as the viewer, you're trying to calculate all, the, all this shit in your head because like, they don't yeah. say anything. Like they don't, they don't say even mention it. No, they don't mention it. You're just connecting the fucking dots. And when he was telling the neighbor, like, oh yeah. You know, she fucks really good or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And when he said something about like him stick or her sucking his fingers Mm -hmm. and then he was like, oh, yeah, his wife. He was like, oh, yeah, she used to do that, too. That's how I know she's going to be make a good porn star. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you're like, oh, my God, like that's his fucking daughter. Yeah. You're like everything lines up, but they don't. But they don't say it. And I thought it was better that they did it. They let you do the work. You know what I mean? To connecting it. You're like, oh, that's probably his daughter. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true, too. But I. But then we're, when we were on the way back, we were like, well, it could be, but maybe not from her. It could be like from another chick. Another guy. Yeah. Because they never show the girl's mom. Which yeah. Which is good on mom. budgeting because they don't have to fucking put someone's picture or person actor. Yeah. In. Fucking crazy. It's a it's a pretty wild movie, but it's also hilarious. It's also fucking hilarious, which is why he he makes such a good like main character focus. Yeah, because he's just like you look at him, you're like you're just fucking goofy. You yeah, know? like you're just you can just tell he's those, funny. One of those people because like I think that's what I said when we left the theater was like 
Like when we were walking out, I was like, I think he was in every single mm-hmm. scene. And then I was like, oh yeah, fucking uh, Scary Movie. Scary Movie 3, yeah. When he was in Scary Movie 3. I'm a white boy and my neck is red. I put Miracle <laughs> Whip on my one to <laughs> That's him. That's like, I know him from some, from like a movie. Oh, Scary Movie 4, Scary Movie 5, Superhero oh my Movie. my gosh. Just like those movies in general, like. Yeah, that's he, why I'm like it's gonna be a good movie. That's why why I wanted to see this movie because I'm I'm thinking to myself, it's gonna be funny. Like even though it might be serious, which it did have like its serious some moments. serious moments, not a lot, no, but <laughs> not enough to consider it a serious movie. Not at all. When you open with bye bye bye, <laughs> I mean I don't think that there's like a very serious tone you can take. You know? Yeah, because. I don't know. It's just, I guess it matched like just Simon Rex and you don't know it yet, but the fact that he's a former porn star and just the whole situation he's in, bye, 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 for some reason right. fits as the opening credit sequence. <laughs> song. Right. And he's a, like a clip or, a, you know, a part of the movie where he's going around trying to like find a job and like his opener is like, oh yeah, I haven't worked for 17 years, but I've been self-employed. I've been self-employed. And they're like, okay, well, we need like a, you know, some type of proof. And he's like, okay, well, look up uh, <laughs> Mikey Saber. He's like, look up Mikey Saber XXX. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like his go-to like resume, you know, fill in. He was like, oh, if you want to see an award performance, watch, look up this video that mm-hmm. I did. And it, it's just hilarious. He's just telling everybody that right. he's a porn star and how good he was. But um, I would definitely put it as one of top 10 of the year for me i put it in my list on 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 letterbox of uh of top 10 of the year because i it's hard ranking them but i don't want to give out the ranking yet but i have been like switching them around every now and then of Mm -hmm. of like oh what's what does this go where does this go and and just i'm prepping for that episode because it is a lot of work and i don't want to do it all in one week so I'm just like, and I'm also catching up on movies I I, I didn't watch uh, in 2021. And uh, we're recording this on Christmas, Saturday, December 25th. And uh, Red Rocket just came out. So we're yeah. watching it opening day. and But also Tragedy of Macbeth just came out. Yes. And I haven't seen that yet. But I was actually supposed to see it tonight. But the timing... Of recording, watching the movie, recording, and everything like that just didn't line up. So I mean, it could have, but it's whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll just watch it tomorrow. But, <laughs> but um, but Tragedy Macbeth, I'm super uh, super excited to see yeah, it. Yeah, we also saw the trailer to yeah, that. Yeah, we the trailer once again <laughs> looks amazing. Just shot for shot is gonna be fucking great. And and I don't know. I I'm just super we excited to see, see it. That, that um. The new that trailer for another A twenty four movie. Oh fuck! What was it called? Everywhere. Everywhere. All the time at once or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Everywhere all the time, all at once or something like that. New. Um. But yeah. It's like a but. It's like, like a weird time travel movie. Yeah, it's like a they mentioned like a multiverse. Oh, everything everywhere all at once. That's what it's called. Yes. And um 
Yeah, it's like a, they mentioned they do mention the word multiverse, and then there's it was confusing to me. Yeah, it yeah. was like a Shang Chi meets Inception, Inception slash Get Out type of situation. Yeah, it was very weird. Like it was a lot going on in the trailer, and mm-hmm. it just didn't make me right. hyped for the fucking movie. But it might be good if I actually watch it. The trailer doesn't do it any justice. No, and I, I was feel like, like, okay, you might have to be like on something to make this, like <laughs> yeah, really come to life. Because I don't know. I, I know. And then. <laughs> The whole time I was thinking, I was like, man, Rob would be like, this isn't, this is an acid movie. Like this has to be like, <laughs> it one probably of those. is. It seemed a, a really far out. Yeah. Very. Cause I like, oh, they were, they were on it. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And Jamie also- Lee Curtis is fucking one oldest shit in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth trailer we watched, and I actually watched um, Inside Lewin Davis. The oh really? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking um, yeah, I did watch Inside Lewin Davis. Which have you? You guys probably haven't seen it. No, the Coen Brothers movie. Not yet. With Oscar Isaac, the fucking the fucking god. Freaking Oscar Isaac is the man, because he. Oh, I also watched Don't Look Up, the new Leo movie. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, it's it's very on Netflix. Yeah, it's very uh, uh, it's funny, but it's also like fuck. This is so real, and you hate it how real it is, and it and it was that the movie was actually written before. The pandemic. Oh wow! And, okay. And then you watch it now, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Damn, foreshadowing. And you're like, "What the fuck? Like this shit is crazy." I don't know. It's it made me mad just because, just because you know, like these like people are so stupid. Right. It's like, why don't you fucking listen? Wash your hands. Because the because <laughs> like. <laughs> The world is ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. we're still not doing anything yeah. about it. You know what I mean? And Which I, I the people who should be worried about it and that have the power to to kind of prevent it still don't give a fuck. Right. And and when people were bringing up global warming to George Bush in like 2005. Right. You know what I mean? And now that shit is really becoming mm-hmm. a problem. Right. And it's been a problem. But anyway, I don't want to get too far into that. That's a whole nother no, thing. No, but I did I did think about that after we um after driving through today and you being like, "Oh, I really want some donuts and everything is closed." Yeah. Of thinking that during the pandemic there were still more stores open than there were today on Christmas Day. Mhm. That's Which is wild. Absolutely true. Yeah. That's pretty to that's think pretty that, like, fucking y'all crazy. Can just Shut the fuck down. <laughs> what? There's Walgreens open today and the gas station. CVS. That's about it. Yeah. And then the theater. That's kind of the only difference was the movie theater was, right. was open and then everything else was closed. Right. Which you can tell that everything was closed because everybody was in line for fucking snacks. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Every fucking Shout out to Nate, though. He had VIP. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, fucking, we fucking cut that short line. Yeah. 
and uh they're like fuck y'all yeah people. don't look up <laughs> as in <laughs> i i watched it uh on christmas eve when i got home uh with dad from the store and everything and dad mm-hmm. was like cooking uh pasole and shit and uh i put it on and then leo was there like there was a whole it was star studded yeah you know i mean meryl streep and so mom and dad were like oh shit meryl streep or oh shit jonah hill whatever and it was just it was really fucking uh, of course you guys know leo is my yeah. guy leo yeah, yeah. is my favorite actor which ever. is why i wanted to watch it and it is on netflix so it's yeah. very accessible and i'm glad it is because everybody needs to watch yeah. it because it's a fucking it's it's proves a point and if you don't get it then you're the problem i feel like <laughs> Because these people, I don't know. I'm not even going to start about it. Yeah. But it's funny, though. It's when funny. When I first seen it, I thought it was going to be like an Anchorman type of spoof. Yeah. Yeah. But then I watched like the little trailer. I don't know. Yeah. You know how it's like the little preview thing? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they okay, show okay, you yeah. like a, not a snippet, but kind of like a short trailer. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is probably going to be good. And I watched... Uh, I should just go through everything I watched this past week because I didn't watch a lot before last episode. I watched like two, three movies maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, but this past week, obviously, we talked about Spider-Man: No Way Home. I watched Swan Song, the new Apple TV movie that came out with Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like it's not a futuristic like thousand years from now. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a distant future of like um. Like, I'd say ex machina level, like, future. Like, it's not super out there. Like, you know, nature still exists and people still have stuff. People are still interacting with each other. Okay. But it's basically, it's about this guy, Mahershala Ali, the main character. He has, like, a terminal illness to where, like, he's, like, getting seizures and shit all the time. And he's, like, about to die. He gets, you know, diagnosed and he's, like, hey, you have, like, a few weeks to live. Yeah. And so there's this doctor. There's, you know, these people who he can go to. Uh, to where he can basically transplant all his memories and everything, his, him, mm-hmm. like that and everything he feels, even his subconscious that's in the back of his mind that he doesn't think about a lot, go into it, an exact clone of him. Like just a, a complete wow. replication, like mind and soul and body, whatever. And uh, he's like hesitating going through with it. And he's doing it for his family, and and then there's parts of him that like want to stop it, like midway through the process. Mm-hmm. And Aquafina is actually in it. The only reason I really watched it is right. because Aquafina was in it, and I love her. And uh, Mahershala Ali, let me tell you, because this is his first leading role, right? And I'm amazed by that. Like, how has he not? How has he not? Yeah. Because he in this movie, I say I I, I think I cried a, twice, maybe. Cried, laughed and cried and also let me tell you rob there's a musical cue of frank ocean's moon river in this cry tears <laughs> heavy tears <laughs> ugly cry ugly cry that song let me tell you and they played in the was it like the perfect timing it was moment? perfect one of the best musical cues i've seen in a movie and other than bye 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 other than bye <laughs> <laughs> bye 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 is now number one, and uh, but Mahershala Ali can. Uh, this is nothing new, but he can act his ass off. You oh know what I mean? yeah! And but this movie, if you if you have Apple TV, go watch it or at least do like a free. I think it's free with Apple TV. Like you don't have to have a membership. You just download the app and you can just watch it. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, just like like Prime, like you don't have to have any like 
subscriptions or anything. You could just watch. It's free with Prime. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with Apple TV. But Swan Song, great fucking movie. If you want like an emotional touching, like if you want to get touched on the soul. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to get grabbed by the soul to watch Swan Song. And it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. And they do the, f- they capture the future in such like a, a cool way, a different way, mm-hmm. I should say. It's not, it doesn't copy any like, you know, references from other movies and shit like that. It's like just a, a cool take on the future. Yeah. And it's like the near future. You know what I mean? And uh, I watched Inside Lewin Davis, the Oscar Isaac uh, Coen Brothers movie, probably my favorite Coen Brothers movie. That's a that's saying a lot to be honest because <laughs> right. because No Country for Old Men is way up there. Mm-hmm. But Inside Lewin Davis, um, I say Swan Song is if you want to kind of just get touched and have a a crying movie. But if you want to feel like shit, watch Inside <laughs> Lewin Davis. If you want just a downer of a movie, <laughs> because this guy talk about. I think I had a conversation with Rob about. Characters in movies about uh, characters that are winners but don't win. Yeah. Like uh, Howie in Uncut Gems. Like he's just, you see his intent and how he is as a person, but he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't win. And that's inside Lewin Davis. He's just, uh, he's a, it's about this synopsis in Letterboxes says in Greenwich Village in the early 1960s, Gifted but volatile folk musician, Lewin Davis struggles with money, relationships, and his uncertain future following the suicide of his singing partner. So he was in a duo with his best friend, but his best friend uh, killed himself. Damn. And uh, now he's, you know, making folk music and, you know, the early, early stages of folk music. Uh, I, I'll bring, I'll say, and I'll name drop a famous folk, folk uh, singer, but not yet, but. Um, he's basically going in all the bars and shit performing and mm-hmm. uh, he sees everybody else around him uh, kind of getting these opportunities and, and, and living their life that they want and shit, starting families and shit. But yeah. he's kind of just on his own mm-hmm. and he's like uh, sleeping on couches and, and just in, you see him kind of uh, get in the way of himself because uh, he's given these opportunities to be in like uh, another group but he's like, no, I don't do groups. But yeah. you know that if he did the group, he would be successful. Yeah. And he, there's even this part of the movie. Justin Timberlake has like a small. Uh, Justin Timberlake and Adam Driver have like a small part in the movie. They're in like a couple scenes. Um, but they write a song, and he needs money so bad that they're like, uh, you can get the check right now for the for performing and writing the song, or uh, we can give you royalties. And he's like, no, I want, you know. I want the money right now and fuck the like basically fuck the royalties because mm-hmm. he's either he wait on it and get money in the long run or you get money right now and that's it. Yeah. And he was like, no, I don't need royalties, uh, just whatever. And then that song ends up becoming a hit. Of course. And then, uh. Uh, and then uh, he ends up basically quitting. Uh, uh, this is what, what Rob, can you help me out? <laughs> so he ends up uh, quitting folk music he's like mm-hmm. i'm done i don't want to do this because he's always up with somebody you know kind of writing a coat not writing a coattail but it's kind of coming up with other people yeah that, and that's kind of like how folk music was it's like if you're in the same kind of like people in atlanta you know rappers in atlanta if you're in that circle then you're in the, you mm-hmm. all come up together essentially right and so once he quits he has an opportunity to perform at this is towards the end of the movie 
he has the opportunity to perform at the bar he always plays at mm -hmm. because uh, I think they said Time Magazine was going to be there. Like some scout like for record labels wow. are going to be there. And he's like, no, I don't record anymore. And uh, this is why I say winners don't win because he misses out. He loses a lot because Bob Dylan is there. Uh, there's like a small little part. You see Bob Dylan start performing one of his songs and he missed out big time. Like he lost a lot. And you're just like, fuck. This guy just didn't, mm. and it's it's hard. It's <laughs> it's just rough, and especially for like like we were talking about a couple episodes back was like that artist, like that starving artist type of yeah, the obsessed artist. Yeah. yeah, and you're just you could just feel for them, you know. Mm -hmm. And and but this Damn. guy, he you he's just going through so much, and he makes these decisions based off of emotion. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, we get why you're making these decisions, but it's not the right one. And that's mm -hmm. what Lewin Davis is doing. And uh, it's just so, oh, it's so good. The, the, and it's a downer of a movie, but <laughs> goddamn, does it make sense? You know what I mean? And just yeah. him missing out and defeating himself, being his own worst enemy, basically. Yeah. And like you said getting in his own way. Oh, it's hard. It's such a rough movie. Every time I think about it, and I, I in my head, if you watch the movie, there's this shot where he's walking out of the bar, and there's a the camera stays still while he walks away, and you just see Bob Dylan performing, and you're like, God, fucking over, damn, he's done. It's over, because you can't follow up Bob Dylan. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to that folk you're shit, you're done. So he, it's it's my. If you look at my review on on Letterboxd. <laughs> It just says, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, oh that God. movie, Inside Lewin Davis, is so fucking good. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in if you haven't seen it before. But, yeah, Inside, oh, that's rough. A rough movie to even think about for me because that's, especially as if you're a creative and you watch that movie, you're like, God damn. Right. Like it's cool. I'm gonna fucking give up right now <laughs> <laughs> before I even get started. I fucking I'm done. So, uh, but there's a lot of if you like go on YouTube and shit. There's like a lot of uh, um, what do you call it? like theories, you know? And uh, you could watch like video essays and shit on it if you want because there's the the part of the movie is like a little small part of the movie is uh or element I should say is he carries around this cat. Because in the beginning of the movie, he walks out of his apartment that he's staying, he's, he's staying at. And before he leaves, the cat runs out the door and it's not his. And um, he basically, he's like, fuck, now I got to take care of this cat. So he's carrying the cat around, cat around, whatever, whatever, throughout the whole movie. And then there's a part in the movie, again, Rob, you already helped me out on this. Uh, he ends up leaving the cat he, because this guy that's a producer or an agent is dies mm -hmm. has a stroke i believe in the bathroom and he's like fuck and so the driver that's driving them uh from new uh from yeah new york city to chicago damn this far ass drive right. but from new york city to chicago the producer dies and so they just put his ass in the back seat and so, but the uh driver who is the guy who played tron what's his name do you remember the main guy in Tron. Four brothers. Yeah. Bobby. 
Garrett Headland. Garrett Headland. Garrett Headland. That's his name. Uh, he plays like their driver, basically, and basically the partner to the the agent producer that um that what John Goodman plays, mm-hmm. and uh, he ends up getting pulled over by a cop, and then kind of gets aggressive with the cop, and then he gets arrested, but find out that he had the car keys in his pocket. So Lewin Davis is stuck in the fucking highway with a dead dude in the backseat with Damn. no keys to the car. And he's like, fuck. What the a- cops didn't know that he was fucking dead they in the backseat? They thought he was seat? asleep. No. Because they were, uh, or that's why they got pulled over is because they were all sleeping. They were just pulled over on the highway. Oh. And so he's like, hey, you can't be fucking sleeping, you know, on the side of the road, whatever. And so they pull over and then he's like, what the fuck? Get off me, whatever. And so he ends up getting arrested. And then Lewin Davis is like, fuck. He has the keys. And so uh, he just basically gets his guitar and shit. And then for it's a great scene. Uh, he looks at the cat and he's basically in his head. He's like, should I take it or not? And he's just like, no. And leaves the cat in the car and leaves. And there's a lot of theories that like, I know there's one where it's like the whole movie is like a dream that the cat is having or some shit. It's some weird shit. Like if you watch the video, it will make sense. Like, there's some shit theories about the cat and shit like that, but it's there's a lot of layers to the movie and it looks really good. It's damn near black and white. Mm-hmm. And um I just watched that. I don't know why I watched that to get in the mood for a tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> Probably because of the the near the desaturation yeah. of the color looks almost black and white. And it's a very glowy movie. Like if you watch it, it looks like these people are glowing. Mm-hmm. Like it is a dream. You know what I mean? And throughout the whole the whole movie his skin color oscar isaac's kind of gets lighter and lighter like it seems more pale by the end of the movie like he's he's dying dying. and um it's a very very hard-hitting fucking movie and i don't know any any movie that i can think of off the top of my head that's more like depressing than that one so but yeah inside lewin davis is a great fucking movie and um the next one i watched um was Benedetta a French movie which is technically it's American but it's it's directed by um uh, a Dutch filmmaker that made American movies and this one is in French if that makes sense so yeah Paul Verhoeven if you don't know who he is he's the guy who made Total Recall he's the guy who made Starship Troopers the guy who made RoboCop and and all bangers that actually have some real meaning that aren't just 80s classics they actually have like you know injustice in the police you know mm-hmm. police system uh you know the all the fucked upness with you know the military trying to take over other countries and having you know bases in other countries mm-hmm. and shit like that in China or being in Italy or being in Russia or whatever yeah. like that or being in Turkey near Russia and shit like that in the 60s there's a lot of hidden meanings when you really look for them in uh in these and then benedetta his newest movie um is basically about the hypocrisy of kind of catholicism Mm -hmm. and 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 how and what kind of what i got from it is that even if someone was touched by god or touched like has these messages from jesus or jesus is speaking through this person even if that really was happening, people wouldn't believe it. You know what I mean? And that's basically what this is about. It's like, even if this person really was having an out-of-body experience with their Lord, it, 
people would be like, no, you're fucking, you're trying to get attention. Right. That's or basically- you're actually possessed. You know, <laughs> like fucking, this is the scary movie, not like in yeah. enlightened fucking feel the dreams type of movie. Yeah. You know? And so basically that's what this whole movie is, is that she's <laughs> claims she's touched by Jesus and has all these, you know, these outbreaks, you know what I mean? And she's also in love with this other girl that was a peasant. And she basically runs away from her husband who beats her and goes into the church and starts living with them. And he's like, hey, I don't want to be beat by my husband. I want to, you know, live for God or whatever. (laughs) And so they end up being lovers. So it's a lesbian nun. The horny nuns who, and one of them is like the fucking next. Poltergeist. The next coming of Jesus or whatever. Who that she claims. And so, and she tries to be like the main fucking person, whatever you know that fucking bitch. She tries to be that bitch the whole movie, basically. And so, but it's a great fucking. Movie. I mean, don't watch it with your family because there's some. It's damn near porn for about ten minutes. These it's bitches. It's Red Rocket. No, what, what, beyond. Did, what dog did we have? When we were like, I always had Red Rocket. Chewy, was I it think Chewy? It was Chewy. The Chihuahua, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he always fucking had that fucking thing out there. But Benedetta, like, uh, I wouldn't recommend it to be honest. It's great, but like, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody because you probably won't enjoy it. Because it's like, watch it by yourself. I'll say, okay, because this is so low. I'll say this: there's a part in this movie where when she's a when she's a child, she has this like little mini figure figurine of a uh, virgin mary mm-hmm. and um late and then she grows up you know and she's always lived in the church her whole life and then her ends up like kind of shaving the uh statue the bottom of it until where it looks like a dildo and she ends up shoving the bottom of the statue up her snatch you know mm-hmm. um in a part in a sex scene of the movie that shit's wild. Yeah, they would be like, uh, she's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild movie. And that's oh not even the tip gosh. of the iceberg, to be honest. It gets it gets really good at like the halfway point of the movie. Cause it's like one of the other nuns ends up like finding out or like she has like a peephole to like mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, she's a fucking lesbian, whatever. And then uh <laughs> And then after that, once they find out, there's, like, this huge, like, comet in the air that's, like, turns the whole sky red. And they're like, oh, fuck, it's a sign from God. Yeah, of course. And then it's just, it's crazy. It's an uh, insane. And it's, oh, by the way, I should say, it's during the Black Plague. Oh, Oh, gosh. So they really are like, Mm. this bitch is the fucking devil. Yeah. It's, It's wild. I recommend if you're into shit, if you want to watch some weird shit, prepare yourself for some weird shit and watch it because I like weird movies. I don't know about y'all, but Titan is my favorite movie of the year. (laughs) And that bitch has sex with a car. Oh my gosh. So where are we at in the podcast? (laughs) Oh, we're at one hour. That's solid. Um, do you guys have any? I was gonna ask you guys. Do you have, uh, do you have any favorites of the year? Of the year that you can think of. The harder they fall, I was just gonna say <laughs> the harder they fall. Was 
that's pretty, that's up there in mine too. Pretty great. That's I I want to rewatch it soon before I do my list. I have not seen Spider Man yet, so I haven't even oh. listened to last week's episode. Oh yeah, I feel because, bad. I was like, oh, we talked basically the first half of the episode we just yeah, talked about, and Spider-Man. I was like, I can't, I can't even bring myself to do it because I would just be ruining it for myself. But the faces of the people who are coming out of the theater. <laughs> I saw these two people hugging <laughs> when we watched. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I saw oh two gosh. people hugging when they walked out. I saw this kid just staring at his dad, and the dad's like, "Don't look at." Me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Quit looking at me like that. And I'm like, I don't know what they got going on over there, but it's probably something from the movie. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just shaking it's your a, head. It's a, it's a lot in one movie. It's a lot to take in in one movie. Yeah. I will say... Uh, did I? I didn't really speak heavy. I did kind of speak heavy on Nightmare Alley last episode, but that the more I think about it, I definitely want to see it again in theaters because Guillermo del Toro is being Guillermo del Toro, and mm-hmm. he's only keeping it in theaters for like two months, right? And then it's going to be on Amazon and shit like that. He's he doesn't want to do the early access shit, yeah. Because he's like, bitch, give him money. <laughs> but Nightmare Alley was so good. I really loved it, and. He kind of went back to making movies about shitty people. And I love it. Because The Shape of Water was a weird movie if you like on the surface level like, you know, fish sex and shit like right. that. But it, Spinky Finger was a bad person. Spinky Finger. Stinky oh, Stinky Finger. finger. <laughs> I was like, what's Spink? <laughs> but uh but even like Pan's Labyrinth is like kind of is like dark, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know you're kind of like that's like you're going to be ex- like it's hard to be innocent in today's world, you know what I mean? You're going yeah. to be exposed to these ter- bad things, like no matter what, you know what I mean? And but this Nightmare Alley is just Bradley Cooper. He's gonna get nominated. I'm calling that right yeah. now because he. I don't know what it is, but. He plays a shitty person. It's a mustache. Yeah. And he's just kind of a manipulator. I love people like that (laughs) who are just an absolute manipulator in movies. And they're just, you're like, you're not a good person, but God damn, you can hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to respect the game. You know, game recognizes game kind of thing. And so, I don't know. It's, it's. Nightmare Alley was really good. I highly recommend go watching it in theaters if, if you can, or if you feel comfortable doing that. But um, I, lo- I loved Nightmare Alley. And I also, a couple of weeks ago, I rewatched Fargo. And I rewatched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Kind of, uh, Fargo's not underrated. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? is pretty underrated. That's yeah. f- Definitely underrated. Because Fargo was really the movie that changed the game, I would say, for, for the Coen brothers. You know what I mean? Because before that, they didn't really have anything. Because Big Lebowski was 98 and Fargo was 96. Yeah. I really want to rewatch Big Lebowski. Cause... Yeah, a, yeah, a major was... cult following. People yeah. hated it. Remember Adam 
My brother hates Hail Caesar. Can you believe that? It's not just funny, dude. This guy is in your top. He's like, Hail Caesar, that shit is trash. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I remember, but the only reason, like, because I was talking, I'm thinking about Red Rocket now. And, like, how it's a comedy, but it looks really good. And I remember, like, yeah. being in, like, as a, you know, a young teenager, preteen, whatever, um, loving both, like, comedies, like, old school, Wedding Crashers, Starsky and Hutch, Super Bad, shit yes. like that. Yes. And and then also loving, you know, No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. And, and, and great movies like that. And so I always wondered, like, how come comedies can't look good you know what i mean like how come they can't and then i watched raising arizona and then mm -hmm. i watched the big lebowski and i was like damn these look amazing and right. they're fucking funny and and i remember because i do remember watching big lebowski for the first time when me and my brother you know i say this story a couple times before but uh the first time we got netflix and it was on netflix and we watched the big lebowski yes we watched mortal Kombat, and then we yeah. watched the fly all of the 10 movies that were on there <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them were like super old movies mm -hmm. like they those, those are, are all only... yeah mortal kombat was like early 90s yeah and then big lebowski late but I mean, 90s like and... names that you would never fucking know like these aren't this shit's not in blockbuster you yeah. know this is just like deep cuts c essentially d movies yeah because Big Lebowski, you know, not a, it's popular in a sense that it's a, has a cult following. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know about it, it's really popular. Right. But if you don't know about it, then you really don't know and about there, it. Yeah, and then there was, like, ten movies that you knew or you've seen before, and you're like, okay, I'll rewatch it. Yeah. And I'll rewatch it every time I open this up because it's something new. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't really see Blood Simple, the Coen Brothers' first movie, until, like, a couple years, a few years ago, like, 2018, I think. And it was like it was their first movie, and it's like a really good like modernized like revisions noir movie, and it's just everybody's just sweating, and it's it's just take, <laughs> it takes place in Texas, but um uh oh brother where art thou that is a really good one that too. is I I love that movie that's a good movie, yeah George Clooney great yeah the, the song, song they make they're actually mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he was, uh, he's just, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's a great fucking movie, too. Burn After Reading, I think, is hilarious. That gets a bad rap, I feel like. But ba Burn After Reading is really fucking good. Because of jo I just love John Malkovich and everybody in there. Like, it's just kind of such, like, weird characters all together. Yeah, and they just play these outlandish people. I don't think I've ever watched that all the way through. Burn After Reading. It used to be on Netflix. I think I've watched the beginning of it, it a couple oh, times and then yeah. i was like ah, I'm okay. and then ballad of buster scruggs that really changed ev that changed westerns for me like for real like i remember watching it and i was like this is like no western ever because it's not even a full story it's like stories vignettes weaving together the stories of six individuals in the old west and at the end of the civil war Following the tales of a sharpshooting songster, a wannabe bank robber, two weary traveling performers, a lone gold prospector, a woman traveling the West to an uncertain future, and a motley crew of strangers undertaking a carriage ride. 
it's all yeah. story and what i i remember just figuring out that like the coen brothers found these old diaries uh-huh. written in the late 1800s and they took those different diaries and made six different movies from those diaries and i was like i, re- I remember in seventh grade we had to do that in history like because we were doing like that like a project that time period oh, okay like the wild west yeah and we had to keep a diary like for every chapter and we had to like make up a fucking diary entry like oh today we were on the wagon and the oh. fucking wheel fell off like that type shit of like shit like that <sighs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking lost susan somewhere down the road <laughs> That'd be hilarious if a kid comes up with, like, the darkest fucking story ever. It's like, oh, Paul came back from the Civil War and he had to get amputated. And fucking... And then my dog has fucking three legs. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right. I have a permanent scar on my face. But fucking... But, yeah. Uh, We did that. We did that for... um... Like World War Two. Like dressing up? No. What? The diary. Oh, the same entries. thing. Yeah, we for di- when we were in high school too. It was like Anne Frank, oh. part two. Yeah, I figured. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was hiding the attic in with Anne. Fuck. <laughs> She's the only one who made it. Right. <laughs> and then, then she died of typhus in the concentration camp. There was something I heard. She was a lesbian. She was a horn dog or something like that. Anyways, yeah, but um, she was also in a concentration camp with other women. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were like, "Oh, you're really hot." They're like, (laughs) "They were all starving." Yeah, but um, like you throw this bread up and I'm gonna eat it again. uh, Then tomorrow I'll throw mine up and you can eat. All right. <laughs> I almost threw up this this morning. What happened? With Bert's those damn Burt's bees. Bees? bees? No, the beeswax. The Harry oh, Potter. The uh, the jelly bean. Yeah. The, what's it called? What's that game called? Be, uh, bean boozled. Bean boozled. Bean boozled. Bean boozled is a Spike Lee movie. No, that's what Zoe got. And then Rob got the Harry Potter ones. Literally fucking disgusting. Oh, yeah. Rob gave me when I walked when I walked in here. I was like, oh, that tastes good. And he gave me another one. I was like, that tastes like fruit punch. That's fucking good. And then he gave me another one. And that shit tasted like I threw up in my mouth. I was like, mm, like get that burning that you feel. That you're like, babe. Mm. It was terrible. It was terrible. I just spit that shit out. But um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is yeah. a really good uh, uh, Coen Brothers movie because it is it, through the six stories, the stories get darker and darker, yeah. and it gets more existential and it gets more real. And you're like, oh fuck, this just turned into like almost a horror movie by the end of the things because in the mid in the dead center, um, there's a story, Rob. You got me. Spoiler. Um, 
there's a there's a story about the a gold miner, this old dude, who he comes up on like basically like in a a little bank, like a little river, that um has gold in it, and he starts like digging for it, and he gets a shit ton or whatever, and he's digging for like days, like maybe a week or so, and then he just gets a shit ton of gold, and he goes to sleep, and then what? Or no, and then once he hits like a big jackpot, mm-hmm. um, you see a fucking cowboy pull up right behind him. And shoot him. And he's like, this is my Damn. fucking. And I'm like, and the reason why they make it is because in the West, anything could have happened. Right. Like, there's so many different that just go undocumented. Like, shit like that. Like, a fucking old dude that's digging for gold for, like, two weeks finds it and then gets fucking capped. And then the cowboy. Because and then it shows, like, a flashback. Like, the cowboy's literally camping on the top of the hill for two weeks just watching him. Just watching him. him. Ugh. And then it's, oh, my God, that movie, so good. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, a great Western. And it really, like, revamped a love for Westerns for me ever since I saw it. I think it came out, I thought it, I really thought it came out in, like, 2015 or earlier. But that shit came out in 2018. Wow. It feels like a really long time ago that shit came out. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago. But, yeah, uh, Coen Brothers, uh, or Joel Coen's Tragedy of Macbeth came out today and by the next episode, um, I'll definitely have seen it. Hopefully, if if not, then you'll. I'm gonna be fucking just quarantining myself from everything <laughs> because I don't want to do anything until I see that movie. And everybody knows that's the only movie I re- have been wanting to see for the past fucking six months. And I I I keep telling Robin Menda that once I see that movie, I'm good. Like I'm pretty much done. Like yeah, with for the year. For the year. Like those are all. Once I see Tragedy and Macbeth, I'm good. Then I'll do my ranking, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. But but you have you have to see it before you do your ranking. Yeah. Because I think that's gonna factor in, especially your placement of like Dune and then Tragedy of Macbeth. It's hard. It's gonna because I be... saw Dune in my rankings and I'm like, but is it better than this or is this better than Dune? Because Dune was so. Fucking good. Oh my god. That was a great fucking movie. But uh And then the new Matrix. The new Matrix. Oh, I did watch that. I I forgot that I watched it. I didn't lo- I didn't finish it. That's what it was. Yeah. But I we'll have to see. Well the check back. That's in. a very it, I'll just say right now, I'll we'll talk about it. Um we'll talk about it next week. But that the Matrix, when I finish it, that's when we'll talk about it. But the new Matrix, very meta. As far as what I saw, just very like, are you like they're really making a movie about almost the making of this movie, and also like how we basically guessed of like it is about today's society and oh, yeah. and how people operate and how people act and shit like that. But as far as the storyline, it is a really about them making a Matrix Four, like a sequel to the trilogy. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. There was something I just, it was very, I was telling because me and my dad were watching it together mm-hmm. and I was like, this is so weird watching it. Like it just felt, it literally, I mean, this, this isn't like a bad thing either. Like talking about the matrix. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, it sounds like I'm like putting it down, but it felt like I was in the matrix. You know what I mean? Watching yeah. this. I was yeah. like, Oh, everything is so fake. Everything is so <laughs> Not good. It was so crazy. It's like, a weird, real? it's a weird energy watching the movie, and you're literally in the 
in the shoes of uh, Neo. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very weird experience watching the Matrix. It's like any Matrix movie watching for the first time. But um, and you watch the older ones too. Before. I just watched the first one. You, uh, I will say, if you haven't watched the new Matrix yet, watch all three, because I didn't watch two and three, and I was a little lost. I had to remember. But if you watch one, two, and three, then you'll be set. So the new uh, Matrix Resurrections was good as far as I've saw. There was parts of it where I was like, it's taking itself a little too seriously. But I was like, it's still a Matrix movie. It's still good. And um, yeah, what else? That's pretty much all I really watched. Yeah, I think I'm good. Any other movies you watched this year that you want to just mention? That that you can think of off the top of your head? Not that I can think of. But for everybody else out there, go watch Red Rocket in theaters. Go watch Nightmare Alley. Yeah, don't take your kids. Don't take your kids. <laughs> this is literally an 18 or older. Yeah, for sure. 18 or older movie. And um, Nightmare Alley, go watch it. Support uh, GDT and his craft because that is a great fucking movie. And I hope everybody fucking goes and sees it. And uh, I have yet to watch Pig with Nicolas Cage and also The Last Duel. I just bought those. Or I had Pig on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet. But I just bought The Last Duel. Mm -hmm. And I need to watch that with Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, Ridley Scott movie. His first movie of 2021. I already watched House of Gucci. And uh, I just need to watch The Last Duel. I need to watch Spencer. And... um, Fuck, what are other movies I need to watch? Antlers. I need to watch Antlers. I still haven't watched that shit. The GDT produced movie. Right. And, um, oh, there's more. Uh, you still have to go see Macbeth. Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes, I definitely have to watch that. And then. You said you wanted to rewatch Spider Man, right? Uh, rewatch. Um, there was another movie oh, The Heart of They Fall. The Heart of They Fall. And, and I guess Dune, too. Because I haven't watched it since I've seen it in theaters, but I right. saw it fucking twice in the same day. Right. No, you have. I think you have to watch it now that it's been like a minute. And then I watched it uh, on HBO Max, and that that's when I said it saw it looked like Sicario. Yeah. Because of how wide the screen was, mm-hmm. when you don't have the big ass IMAX right. screen, it when you see it on a small screen, it looks like more like a futuristic kind of Sicario. And, um, oh, the card counter, I should say, I want to talk about that too, or I'll talk more about it, uh, in future episodes, but the card counter, the Paul Schrader movie with Oscar Isaac, that movie is, it was in Barack Obama's top movies of the year, but like I rewatched it and I was like, I get why people don't like this movie, but I love, for some reason I love it. You know what I mean? Cause it is boring and I know it's boring. <laughs> I know for a fact this is a boring movie, <laughs> but there is just something about it that just draws me to it. And I'm just like, I don't know. Please let us know how you find the will to carry on in these movies. There's just something. We'll be sleep. I don't know what it is, but when it comes to slow movies, I just, I just love them. Like, I don't and- have time for it. <laughs> You're yeah. Just, oh, okay. It's like this is 
I guess that's what yeah. it is. When I'm someone that's trying to make movies, there's something to get from movies like The Card Counter. And that's why Ingmar Bergman is my favorite director because... Yeah, which is oh, which is interesting. That's why I wanted I want to see your review of Tragedy to Macbeth and see if it's not just all visuals. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, we and, just wanted and, to shoot these scenes. Yeah, and that's why, like, I, I was that's if you really want to know why I'm so excited about it. Like, yes, it is a Cohen bro- or a Cohen brother movie, and yes, it is Denzel performing, and and all the end at a twenty four whatever. But really, when I see the trailer, it's I haven't seen anything like it since the Lighthouse trailer. And because the reason why I love those both trailers is because it's the closest thing to Ingmar Bergman that I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's like, and when I see this trailer to Tragedy Macbeth, I there's just something that hits me. It's like this is literally this looks like if Ingmar Bergman came back and made a Macbeth story. Like, yeah. it just, some, the energy to it yeah. looks so European. Yeah, and, I think it's, and it's going to be great for, like, steel shots, like, cinematography. Yeah. There's a, and the, obviously, the 4-3 is making an insane comeback mm-hmm. for art house movies. And, like, um, what else? What other movies did it? I can't think off the top of my head. Oh yeah, Justice League sounded which is an insane call for Justice League for a, a superhero movie. Yeah, it, it, I didn't not like uh, Justice League. It was a great fucking movie. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that also had it. A, a four three of re, uh, passing. It's a new Netflix movie that everybody's really talking about. It. It has a uh, Tessa Thompson in it, mm-hmm. and. Um, just a, a lot of people. It's in black and white. It's 4-3. It looks like an old movie, really. And it's basically, it's called Passing. It's about this black woman who's passing as white because she's light-skinned and she has her hair bleached and shit and straightened. And it's a really, it's based off a book. And I think, I watched it and I was like, it's a good movie, but it's not like crazy it's not like original you know what i mean it's like yeah it's it's kind of relying on that like just the message it's relying yeah. on it's not just a good standalone you know what i'm talking you're, about you're relying on drawing in a certain audience yeah like you're trying to say something and it's just mm-hmm. like oh my god quit saying something and just make a good movie <laughs> quit saying something <laughs> make I, it yeah, slower rather you do that yeah Honestly, i'm not Masturbation. Just give me a good movie. That's how Tangerine was when I watched it. It was just a good, like it was just a good movie. I wasn't. I don't think I was like expecting like some grand message. I mean, I'm yeah, because sure, it is about trans prostitutes. Yeah, I mean. But no, and also, no reminder like, hey, these people are trans and they're looked yeah. at like this. Like, it was just a, a story of like a day in the life, you know, mm-hmm. which made it more interesting, mm-hmm. like for the characters, because it was like these are real fucking people every day, and this is one of their days, mm-hmm. and it's good, and it was good, <laughs> and and that's why I don't like those movies that are like message, message, message. It's like first. 
make a good movie. Right. You no, know first I mean? of all, have a good fucking message. Yeah. Like, don't fucking keep repeating the same fucking message. Yeah. Every fucking movie. Yeah, it's like there's been four other movies this year about the same topic kind of thing. And it's just like, do you want to make an original? That's right. what I'm always saying is just this make. It's not fucking fashion week. <laughs> make art okay. first. Be an artist first and do. Let. I don't know. I'm not even going to. Everybody has the same fucking colored dress, but in a different cut. Mm-hmm. Like nobody cares. Exactly. So. There's some people that do, but they're the ones that made it. That's why The Harder They Fall is a great fucking movie. Yeah. Because it's not saying, oh, I'm black and I'm this and I'm black and black power of whatever this was. It's just it's just there and you already just sense it. Mm-hmm. That Literally, everything about the movie is black right. power. The way that the music the shot, the light. It's all That's why there we were talking about you. with uh, Jordan Peele. Even the extra, mm-hmm. even the extra of yeah, it's a white town. It's a white town. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. And literally made it a white town. Yeah. That's genius. That was it. They made their point and that was it. And they, they didn't, got the fuck out. They just didn't fetishize it. Mm-mm. And I that's why I love The Heart of They Fall so much. And and it's a great fucking movie. It's a great movie. And that's that's the whole point. It looks the shots, the steals, it looks the amazing. I will the say, actors. I haven't seen Tragedy Macbeth yet, but the harder they fall right now is number one in cinematography for me. The best cinematography I've seen in so long. It was great. It was great. Even I like. Yeah, there was parts I seen it three times, and every time I, a certain shot came up, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it's. How they pulled some of these shots off are just beyond me. Yep. And so, I don't know. It's it's a uh, the harder they fall is a masterpiece of a western. And I hope Jameis Samuel keeps on making movies mm-hmm. because that shit as a, a debut movie with fucking uh, what's his name uh, Majors Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors. Oh yeah. my god, amazing! And it's star studded too. Definitely. Like well, and the, we, A-list. yes, a list. We'll definitely get our at least top five movies down for next week. Yeah, I was, that's what I was to just, wrap up the end of the year. That's what I was gonna say too. Is like you guys probably haven't watched as many movies this year as I have, and I I'm not saying I watched a shit ton, but it's just like not a lot of great movies came out this year. So you guys would probably have to do like a top five or yeah. or at least just like watch now. Yeah. You know, maybe not rewatch movies, but you know. Yeah, like watch Don't Look you Up. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of yeah. Maybe like don't like Don't Look Up is mm-hmm. definitely a great movie to watch and you know, or if you like I'll give you I should have brought it today, but The Green Knight, I have it on Blu-ray. I can Nice. Yes. That's a movie. Definitely need to see that. That's a movie to get really high to, just a BT dubs. Uh, even the director, uh David Lowry, he's an amazing director. And he said, uh, go watch it in theaters and then go watch it again on edibles. He literally said that to all his fans. Nice. That's a better way. He does mushrooms in the movie. And a fox starts talking to him. (laughs) It's, uh, It's great. And then 
I, it's, it, I'm not even gonna say anything about it. It's a, I would love it. It's very, it keeps the same pace through the whole movie, and you just kind of like, what the fuck? It's just some crazy fucking visuals, like crazy. Like there's giants in it, and there's, um, light. There's lighting, like crazy lighting in it. The even the uh, the Green Knight, the actual Green Knight in it, um. It's played by the dad from The Witch. You know his voice where he talks. Oh, he has that like yeah, yeah. that distinctive, like deep, raspy voice from The Witch. From the, witch the, the dad. Oh. He, uh, Roy yeah. Innocen. <laughs> I want to say his name is <laughs> Ralph Innocent. Ralph Innocent. That's his oh. name. Oh. Ralph Innocent plays the Green Knight, and he's a uh, he's a great fucking actor his voice is just something else in the witch and uh i remember the first time i watched the witch i had to put on fucking subtitles <laughs> i was like i have no idea what these people are saying <laughs> this was it was mainly the opening scene when they had that court and they were being uh what do you call it exiled from the yeah. town and they have to leave that whole that was super, like, old. <laughs> And I was like, I cannot keep up with the, what these people are saying. I, like, I don't know what the... It's already... Too much. It's like four dialects. Mm. <laughs> 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 but fucking... Uh, freaking... I watched The Lighthouse with my friend uh, for the first when we watched it for the first time. And at the end of the movie, he was like, I had no idea what any of them were saying. <laughs> And I was like, what That's the fun. fuck? <laughs> you went the whole movie? But I get I get it though. Right. Cause though I mean that's what Oh my god. I didn't even speak on it. Fucking Rob will watch it once we stop recording. But the trailer to the Northman came out. Yeah. The, the new Robert Eggers movie. First because he started off with the witch and then came out with the lighthouse, the infamous lighthouse on this podcast. But now he's coming out with the Northman, and it's his. It just dawned on me for some reason. The fucking lighthouse is the shit, and the lights spinning around and steaming. You just keep fucking jerking off into the fucking light. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking just dawned on me right now. The lighthouse is a dick. Damn, dude. Now we got to rewatch. Me and Rob are going to go rewatch. I got to watch this shit. <laughs> my house is a dick. I got to rewatch the whole movie. Now I know this is about fucking It's homoerotic. Shit. That's it what is, I said. It is very That's homo-erotic. what I said. All right. <laughs> um, they almost kissed, too, in that movie. People ignore that part. I didn't ignore it. Them niggas If you're taking out someone's shit and they're pissed, you better be in love. <laughs> but, um... Uh, but the Northman, uh, Robert Eggers is making his third movie after the li- following up the lighthouse, his Viking uh, journey, mm-hmm. revenge. As far as the trailer, from what I saw, it's a revenge movie. It's like the Lion King, but Viking. I, That's I what love, I'm getting. I love a good Viking theme. And sure. and you know this is going to be true to its time. You know what I mean? It's going to be a realistic. I hope they do mushrooms. In so it. they're going to be like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. 
Yeah, it's going to be some old English fucking Scandinavian. Like, why is everybody... When I, that's funny because when I was watching Vikings, Rob's like, why do they all have an English accent? <laughs> you remember that? That and the Russian movie or the Russian show. Russian show. And, and, uh, that Russian show you watch with the Russian royalty? You were like, he's the king of Russia. And I'm like, why the fuck does he have and, a and, accent? Uh, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the house of Gucci. Stop watching I stopped watching. Shit. I was like, I can't do. I can't get over it now. <laughs> and, and the House of Gucci, Lady Gaga. They play an Italian family, right. and Lady Gaga sounds like she has a Russian accent. When they, well, oh my god, we were watching. I was watching your mom's house. Is she the lady that lady she plays. Gaga. No, she's playing an Italian. No, but no, why? No, but that doesn't matter. So. She's playing an Italian person. I'm just saying, like. Maybe she already has one. Is an American singer songwriter? Watch her be from LA or some shit. <laughs> she probably is. I doesn't say where she's from right here, but yeah, she. It sounds like she has a Russian accent. Oh yeah, so I was watching your mom's house and they were talking about um, House of Gucci. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It's a shit hole. Yep, it's a shit hole movie. Yeah, uh, fucking. I think it's cool. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. You know what I mean? I feel about it. I might feel about it how Rob feels about licorice pizza. <laughs> how do you feel about licorice pizza? Did you say, you said your thoughts on it, right? Yeah, I was or it's out now. It's Christmas. You can- it's rampant right now. They they had the video on your mom's house, remember? The guy. He was talking about uh, what they should be renamed. I'm going to re- go rewatch Licorice Pizza, too. I'm going to go watch uh, Licorice Pizza, and I'm going to go rewatch. Uh, try, or I'm going to go rewatch Licorice Pizza. Fuck Licorice Pizza, and then watch Tragedy of Macbeth. Same day. Because Licorice Pizza, mm, uh, another one of my fucking favorites of the year. That's going to hit top three. Um, oh, she's actually Italian, so she definitely took an acting class. And she sucked at it. She's from New York, too, so you grew up with Italian people. And she sucked at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> she, had a, she was a terrible actress. You know who was the best actor in there? Fucking Adam Driver, and he was barely in the movie. Yeah, she kind of made like a what? What didn't she used to be ugly or some shit? She never used to show her face. Like before. for real, for real. She was like, like she came she out like wore Sia. like sunglasses. Yeah, she shit. came out like, like you know how Sia, you never see her face, and in her like video, Chance the Rapper she, said, "My daughter just like Sia, you can't see her." Exactly. <laughs> Isn't he on punk now? Doesn't he do like punk? Chance, oh, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Boo. I done up. Uh, what, what happened? Quit B and quit. Did you say it quit? Yeah, it quit as a joke? Did you mean for that to be a joke? Yeah, they all quit. Oh. I thought you were like, quit, quit. No, it like went like, like they had to get rid of all their intellectual property. 
I thought you were trying to make like a pun. It sounded like you were trying to make a pun. Yeah, you were push. You were you were trying to push push it on us. I thought you were emphasizing the quit. That sounded like a joke you would make. But I was just like how you start a whole multi-million dollar company and then everybody just said. And then you're bankrupt. They all said never mind. It's all. At the same time. Pandemic. And he got yelled at on camera by Kanye. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's where your album flopped. That's Damn. And he said Friends wasn't funny. Shout out Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kanye for finally putting the truth out there. It really isn't funny. It's not that funny. There's like hot. There's like. <laughs> do you, what do you? What's your thoughts on Friends, Menda? Mm. It's okay, huh? I've I've. There are definitely better Friends mm. type of shows. How I Met Your Mother is way better, right? How I Met Your Mother is definitely funnier. But I think for the time, friends. Right. But it's better. It is. Better. <laughs> for the time, for the t- the same during the same time period, there were definitely better shows. Seinfeld. Exactly. Exactly. Like when you're when you get syndicated and you're on the sitcom. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Roseanne. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I fuck with Roseanne. Roseanne was a good show. I liked it. And King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Married with Children was. Fire! I fucked. I remember they had it on Netflix, I think, and I just watched all of it one time. Somebody just brought up the fact that Al Bundy, like they always try to paint him like an asshole. The most episodes ended up with him laying on like his wife's children, like her <laughs> right, mm-hmm. saying "I love you, babe." Like, mm-hmm. I, he, he, he was just, he was just, like, he was, he was just grumpy. Yeah, yeah, he was, he, was he, he so right, he fucking. He was a man. He was a real man. He was a man. <laughs> he fucking hated his life and his job and his family, but he was like, this is all I fucking got. Yeah, so. I'll fight these demons myself. Right. Yeah. It was like, he was a real man. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is such a good show. I have never watched it. People always say, you have to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because of like, the shows and jokes that I reference or like shit that I say, they're like, oh, they did that on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was like, oh, I have to watch it. The Office. That's the show. Parks and, no, Parks and Rec. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry to the people. But yeah, go this watch Red Rocket. Convos. <laughs> yeah, let's stop recording and then resume the convo. Right. But um, um yeah that's that's our thoughts on red rocket go see it and uh go watch nightmare alley especially and yeah. then um next week or we're actually gonna do record with josh in a couple of days mm-hmm. on tuesday we should be as if things if he's still free and and everything because it's after christmas before new year's so it's kind of like a weird bubble we're in but um master of none also aziz Ansari show that's a really good sitcom too just a by the way, just, I'm looking at the screen right now. But Master of None is a really good show with Lena Waithe and uh, the big tall dude with the glasses. 
uh, with the Z's on. Sorry, they're really good. But anyways, <laughs> but um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was also a good show. I never watched that. Oh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, Man, Parks and Rec. Uh, both of those shows are good. Yes, I think Tina Fey has something to do with both. Both of them, yeah. She's the fucking go. She's a comedic genius too. Tina Fey. Yeah, she really. She has a lot of shit under her belt. Who is Tina Fey? Oh, I'm thinking of Amy Poehler. Tina Fey, I love her. But she's Tina Fey's with Amy Poehler. Yeah. I thought for a second I thought you guys were talking about Amy Poehler. <laughs> but uh, well, right, yeah, I was saying something before. That's it. Yes. Is that it? Next week we're gonna. We yeah, it's either me and Josh are gonna talk about No Country for Old Men, or it'll be my wrapped, my my year in in uh. My year Let us know episode. any of your top movies that we should watch before the end of the year. Yes, 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 please. <laughs> on mine, right? Because you know we be we be flaky as shit. So <laughs> just message Nate. Yeah, any conversation you want to have about a movie, I'm down. <laughs> please, you, you message know I'm Nate. down. So, but yeah, I'm gonna. It's either gonna be my top ten of the year or me and Josh. Most likely, me and Josh talk about No Country for Old Men. So go watch it on HBO Max, No Country for Old Men, because that's peace.